we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, as well this week as the American Society of Interior Designers. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are joined by Jean and Kate Hoffman from Chester Hoffman and Associates, a uh, uh, interior design firm in International Market Square here in Minneapolis. Jean and Kate, welcome to the program. Thank you. We're excited. This is a mother-daughter team that we've got. This is the first time, and we're going to delve into not just interior design, but the interpersonal dynamics of working with your mom or daughter. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll end with feats of strength in segment four. <laughs> um, we are disappointingly not joined by our traditional mixologist. Mr. Dan Newkirk is not with us today. Unfortunately, he apparently hit a Minnesota sinkhole, and uh, as he put it, his tires are now facing in different directions in the front. So uh, we do not have a cocktail on tap, and we do not have Dan's melodic tones and often inappropriate conversational subjects to guide us. So I'll try to cover for that. Is that okay with you guys? Sounds good. great. (laughs) And Brad, you can pick up the slack. Yeah, I might have to as well. Which we always appreciate. You can be totally inappropriate, and I trust you on that. (laughs) Just keep buzzing yourself out or beeping yourself out. (laughs) So rather than a cocktail, though, we have gone uh, instead with wine, which, uh, you know, is, is... wine. So there's no shame in that whatsoever. And uh, why don't you hit me with some drinking music while I am reading the label of the wine that we've selected. Excellent. All right. This evening we'll be drinking Winter's Hill, a 2015 watershed Pinot Noir coming out of Oregon. Winter's Hill has been selected primarily because the word winter caught my eye as I am aware that it's on its way. So we're going to find out if Oregon's uh, uh, Pinot Noirs from 2015 are any good. And I'm going to start the process. I have opened my corkscrew. I am putting the corkscrew into what I now realize is an artificial uh, plastic cork, which doesn't bode well. You'd think for $4.99 you'd get a better wine. <laughs> Just kidding. It wasn't $4.99. Um, do you guys uh, drink a bit of wine? Do you do you ever pick up wine that has the uh, the plastic cork in it? I do every now and again. Okay, they say it's supposed to be better. They do. I don't yeah. know if I believe them though. Well, here's the deal: it's supposed to be better at sealing the wine, and yeah. I believe that. Sure. But once you, oh my God, I broke the corkscrew in the plastic cap. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! There goes the wine. I don't think we're, we're meant to have. Oh, I can't do this. this I can't do this sober. (laughs) There's no way whatsoever. All right, in between the break, we will figure out a way to get this cork out. Um, (laughs) Dan Newkirk, damn you! This is why we do Facebook Live. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What I was going to say, though, about the plastic corks that drives me crazy is that if you've ever noticed, when you put the cork back in, the hole doesn't seal up. So if you put the cork on the side, or the bottle on the side, once you have the uh, the cork uh, uh, pulled, it'll leak. Mm-hmm. Whereas a regular cork doesn't do that. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, this is now forbidden fruit uh, <laughs> at the moment, but 
luckily, I, I'm pretty sure I have a corkscrew in my car. So <laughs> in the break, I'm going to fill that in. That or we're running to total wine during the break. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. All right. Well, we'll have to go on to the next part of the uh, program. <laughs> Uh, without wine, but we, I guarantee you, will be drinking by the time we come back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start out, as we often do, with our random question apropos of nothing. Just kind of an icebreaker okay. conversation. Mm-hmm. So here's what I have in mind for you guys. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Jean, Kate, what character from literature or movies do you think is most similar to you yourself? Do you want to go first, or...? I'll, you go first. Okay. Well, I think I have a lame answer. I don't really, I don't, I don't have time to read a lot. Okay. And so I read a lot of, um, so I just find myself relating to a lot of different characters from a lot of different movies, pulling, pulling, you know, uh, qualities and whatnot, just really, just relating to different, different people. So Mm -hmm. in different movies, just no one character. No, I'm not letting you off the hook. No, I have no No one character. (laughs) I went through this. Pick one. I thought through so many different um, different movies and stuff that I've seen. Unfortunately, not that many recently, but um, I can't think of one. Really? I really can't. I even took quizzes. You know, <laughs> when they say, like, who do you relate the most to and could not come up with one. You are one of a kind. Yep. No one go. No one reflects you. No. Well, yes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jean? I think I'm more drawn to... Maybe Nancy Myers. She's not. She's because not a character. Of, yeah, she's a director of movies. Okay. Because of the set designs, I'm drawn to movies because of the rooms, the spaces, the homes. A true interior and designer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. What mm-hmm. movies has she done? Um, she's done. Okay, Kate, help me with all of. Well, the, the ones that you've seen, we were talking about this today, Father of the Bride. Father mm. of the Bride, part one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's complicated. It's going to... Uh, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Okay. Uh, what else? She's done The Intern. Have you seen The Intern recently? Yes. I have not. Okay. okay. Baby Boom, that was, I think, back in the 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of rom-com types of, of movies and then the sets that are evocative of kind of... Every day, but absolutely, refined. just very re- yes. If you ever watch any of her movies, you'd see that there's a common theme that okay. she carries throughout her set design. It draws you in. It really, it really does. draws you in. That is like a fascinating thought. I mean, yeah. looking at movies from a purely visual perspective mm-hmm. and the consistency. Mm-hmm. I guess as you think about it, like all of Quentin Tarantino's movies have a certain look and feel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. of course, you know. Um, uh, 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 Orson Welles mm-hmm, always sure. had a certain look to, to most of his movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you ever watch, like, I remember um, watching Gilmore Girls growing up and everything mm-hmm. like that, and there was always a specific, their, their, the sets reflected the, the qualities of the characters. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I don't, I don't usually spend a lot of time thinking about, I, since I'm the host, I get to ask you guys the question <laughs> and then just sidestep uh, appropriately. But my daughter has been heavily into watching 30 Rock a lot lately. Okay. And she said to me just the other day, she goes, you know, Dad, you're kind of Jack Donaghy, which I think is a fabulous compliment. I mean, sure. Alec Baldwin, he had a bar in his office. I have a bar in my office. Sure. Uh, tend to be a little thing. But uh, that was that was the closest I could come. In fact, that's kind of why I came up with this question, I think. Sure, yeah. Sure. So it was, it, it was, it was interesting. I don't know. I've never seen a, a particular, you know, 
you know, look at the screen and there you are in representation and, you know, sure. everybody changes from one time to another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there's a certain resonance. Oh, for sure. Characters. Definitely. Definitely. In fact, it's funny you say that because I had, I used to work for an insurance company prior to coming with, um, over a, a board with my mom's business. And um, a coworker of mine at one point had said to me that same thing, you remind me of such and such. I'd never seen the show and I went ahead and watched the show and I was like, oh, I don't remind him of that person. Really? That was <laughs> Sometimes it's ter- It's risky. It is that. risky. It's really it's, risky. It's, it wasn't a bad character. It was just, I'm like, no. I used to get Andy Garcia a lot, actually. Oh, really? Which, uh, sure. Which is great. I can see that. See that. I can definitely yeah. see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. That. that was before I grew the beard. But still. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we will have wine, and we'll be talking about interior design. Come fly with me, let's float. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Habitation Furnishing and Design is simply the best furniture design studio in the Twin Cities. What is a furniture design studio? It's a place where you'll find professional interior designers who are there to help you select the perfect furniture. A single sofa or an entire home. Our designers love making spaces exceptional. When you're shopping for furniture, it makes sense to talk to a professional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. style a one-hour conversation about art architecture design what have you i'm your host gregory rich my guests are gene and kate hoffman from chester hoffman and associates and this has been a outtake ready program (laughs) (laughs) because we've been struggling here with a couple of interesting problems and it's funny so 
So if you listen to the first segment, you are aware that I tried to be quick and easy on our cocktail. Uh, I chose a bottle of wine, and uh, the corkscrew broke as I was trying to open this this bottle. And by the way, I want to shout out to Winter's Hill. I was incorrect. It was not an artificial rubber cork. It was just a wax daub on the top. It was a real cork. But that didn't matter because we still broke our corkscrew, uh, and we're, we're forced to be sober in segment one. Um, but that... Brought a, an idea to mind that we were talking about off air because Gene and Kate, you guys have been absolutely phenomenal because this has been a great example of when one thing goes wrong, everything seems to go wrong. You were initially scheduled and your confirmation went out mentioning the wrong day that you were supposed to be on the show. The email address and name that I'd gotten was incorrect, so my emails did not make it through to you guys to make you aware of it. Um, I've been insanely busy, so we didn't get the program plan to you in time. Our mixologist hits a sinkhole, (laughs) breaks his axle. He can't come through. It is the perfect example of when one thing goes wrong on a project, no matter what it is, and not related, everything just seems to go wrong, right? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So give me this. This has happened to you guys. This happens to us all the time. You know, we order a piece of of furniture. We do a room or something like that. And, you know, the piece comes in broken and you can be sure that everything else is going to be totally unrelated to that initial thing. Absolutely. Tell me an example. Have you, can you think of anything? Oh, my gosh. Recently, I think my mine is carpet. Carpet. We were installing carpet, and we had a hard time nailing down a day. Finally, got the day. The truck breaks down. The freight mm-hmm. truck breaks down. And okay. next thing I know, the next freight truck breaks down. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one thing after another, and we could not. I mean, I think I spent more time trying to get that that truck into town and in time just to get the carpet installed because the installer wasn't available anytime soon. So this was our chance. And it's- if we didn't get it done then we didn't know when we were getting it done. So Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and nothing it's not I mean, you could understand if like something happens, you know, at point A right. that you might have problems with point B, C and D mm-hmm. if they're related. But they aren't. Right. When something goes wrong, it's like, you know, the, the, the item will come in, it's got a broken leg, and then this truck will break down on that right. and then yeah. you will find out that, you know, there's a fraying fabric or Oh, for sure. It it, it it makes you understand kind of why in most mythology, and this is where my early modern European and classical history degree comes into <laughs> most cultures that are polytheistic always have a troublemaker god, mm-hmm. Loki or Mercury or something like that, just a god that just likes to create. Get ready to buzz us. Are you ready? Untold levels of fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything just 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 cascades through it, right? Sure. Gene, I'm sorry. Well, one of my favorite is a client of mine for probably thirty, forty years, actually, mm-hmm. and I've done three homes for him. And we were working on one home, and every piece that came in, there was mm-hmm. a problem, a delay. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the point where I'd call her and I'd go. You can't believe this. And mm-hmm. she'd say, oh, yeah, I can believe anything. Mm-hmm. What boat? Mm-hmm. Because it was always the boat was delayed or customs or 
you could not you could not make these stories up. Seriously. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of thing that you literally, you just desperately want to cut and run. You want to yes. simply be able to say, you know what? <laughs> this just isn't going to work for any of us. Right. Let's all just pretend this never happened and move along. <laughs> but you can't because right. you're That's stuck right. in it and you just have to sit there and wait. Oh, and it, it, it reminds me, it came to, uh, the same thing happened to me. Oh, I think it was my own backyard landscaping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're waiting for the weather to clear up to do your landscaping. And the next thing I know, the guy who's cutting our, our um, pavers cut his finger. Okay. So then he had to leave. And mm-hmm. so then we had nobody to do the job. And then it was trying to find somebody else to fill his role. And it was, you know, you just thinking, you, know, you are not meant to have this patio, are we? <laughs> exactly. The universe is <laughs> trying hard to dissuade right. you. But it's not. It's actually just Tuesday night programming in Valhalla where they're watching and saying, let's see what situational comedy we can we can tune into. Absolutely. For it's sure. craziness. Yeah. Well, you guys are sports. Thank you for understanding oh, as we, we go through. <laughs> So let's get back on target and track and talk about interior design. Introduce us to Chester Hoffman and Associates. And by the way, it's Chester slash or hyphen Hoffman. Yeah. So there is no individual named nope. Chester Hoffman. Nope. We get a lot of sales calls asking for Chester. I bet you do. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's right. Chester is is Gene. Okay. That was Gene's maiden name. Ah. Yes. My okay. middle name, but Gene's maiden name. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you ever come on as uh, the phone as a lower your well, voice? This no. is Chester. <laughs> Actually, I was designing for 10 years before I was married. Okay. So I had a lot, I had a large clientele that knew me by that. Mm-hmm. So when I was married then and started my own business. You can't just change it. They wouldn't find right. you. Plus... Um, my father, Arnold Chester, was probably the bones of my business, the background, the person, my mentor, okay. who taught me everything. Oh, wonderful. And he was a self-taught person, a golf professional. He lived to 97. Oh, wow. And always taught me you can do anything. Just set your mind to it and do it. And so I felt it was really important to have his name incorporated in our business. Oh, good for you. Yes. Oh, that means something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That really, really does. For sure. And as far as Chester Hoffman goes in terms of style, you guys have been around for a long time, as you said. You've uh-huh. grown and developed, I'm sure, in your look. Is there a particular style that you specialize in? You go ahead. Oh, I don't think we specialize in any particular style. We have all sorts of different types of projects that come to us, mm-hmm. um, both modern and traditional. I'd say most recently, however, people are coming with transitional and traditional um, projects that they want completed. Mm-hmm. So um, I, th- I think that's probably what we gravitate towards personally speaking. It's a real mixture but of probably traditional, transitional, mm-hmm. but probably more traditional transitional. Yeah, for sure. And I know people always ask, what's transitional mean? Mm. And uh-huh. it's a mi- I hate the word. I hate the word too, because it's... It, it doesn't it, really it, tell you anything. No, it's mm-hmm. a mix. I mean, it, truthfully speaking, it's a mix of modern and like clean lines, but with traditional elements. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I always kind of, my takeaway from it. I think so. that's a great description, but yeah. it implies like, you know, temporary exactly. and non-committal. Right. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Whenever we use that word with clients, they always kind of look at us like, what What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's right. When they're probably from an outsider's perspective, they're thinking, no, we, this is a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, somehow there has to be some kind of movement. Maybe we start this movement right now. <laughs> Right here to try to rebrand that look. Right. That's true. Oh, for sure. That's true. So, yeah. So I was... We think of our design as very fresh, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was looking at your site, by the mm-hmm. way, and some of your projects, yeah. and you've mm-hmm. got some gorgeous images up there, by the way, which is mm-hmm. ChesterHoffman.com, correct? Correct, yes. And it's H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N. Yes, two N's. Yes, mm-hmm. because as I learned when your email didn't <laughs> come through, yeah, <laughs> it's right. two N's, two F's yep. Uh, yep. overall. But you've got some beautiful projects on there that I think are, are – more modern uh, mm-hmm. in a certain extent, but but you can see a, a transitional you know aspect to the project. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to make it, uh, make another quick break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is Drinking the Style on AM nine fifty. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, on the radio program, I often say that life is the big stuff, but living is in the details. The furniture in your home may be details, but that's where you do the living. So why not speak to one of Habitation's design professionals about making your space the best it can be? Habitation, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. I've forgotten that this was once on the uh, playlist. Enjoy yes. yourself. <laughs> Great song. And whoever was the knucklehead that downloaded this only did a minute of it. So really? That would be me. <laughs> so it's about to fade out, yes. Have you guys ever, uh, have you heard that song? No. Before? Oh, no. it's just. 
hysterical. That's a, it's I'm not either. No, I just saw that on there. It looked like a fun title. Yeah, it, it was. It's a. It's a great song. It's from like the originally. I think it's from like the twenties yeah. or something. And there's this one great verse in it, which. Uh, uh, which goes something like, uh, your heart of hearts, your dream of dreams, your ravishing brunette. She's left you and she's now become somebody else's pet. Put down that gun. Don't try, my friends, to reach the great beyond. You'll have more fun by reaching for a redhead or a blonde. <laughs> I was thinking about whether we could go that long, but, uh, but that didn't make sense. No, a great song. And it is true. We work far too hard. We need to take a moment to enjoy ourselves, do we not? You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Part of the reason, well, um, I shouldn't even, <laughs> I shouldn't take the lead, but that when Kate and I working together, mm-hmm. we work too many hours. We mm-hmm. go home, talk business. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, right. That's a great point. And that's actually mm-hmm. a great lead into, into the question. So you guys have been working together for how long? Oh, six years, I think is what we, oh, we can't remember, but I think it's about six years. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And had you, Kate, always expected to go into interior design? No, or? no, 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 no. So I um, used to work for, I had mentioned an insurance, I was an insurance before, I was an underwriter. Okay. And um, this is going to sound harsh, but I used to, I find myself towards the end walking into the building and felt like all the creativity was just sucked out mm-hmm. of, out of me. And so, um, at the time we have another girl who works with us. She's lovely. And, um, she was having a baby. So she was thinking she wasn't going to come back full time. And so my mom was looking for somebody to come and I go, you know, I grew up working in the business I, mm-hmm. in the summers and whatnot. And so, um, came, came over full time. So that's, that's how it all happened. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's actually, you had asked me off the air. Yes. you know, how I got into this. It's actually not totally dissimilar. Sure. I had for the, I've had kind of two direct careers for the first 10 plus years that I was in Minnesota after leaving school. I was actually a, a headhunter. I was an information technology headhunter and in human resources at a couple of different companies. I worked at Cargill. I worked at uh, Target for a bit. And um, I'm sorry to have to say this, but I hated every minute of it. Yeah. I, you know, it was it was a lucrative business. It was back sure. during the tech boom, and sure. you know, you made a lot of money, and it was a corporate thing. But you had no creativity. You had it just was soul sucking. Sure. Oh yeah. And that's when I went into initially importing furniture, and that eventually became mm-hmm. habitation as we stood. Sure. Yeah. So six years ago, you came on board. Mm-hmm. How do you guys work together? What is your division of labor? Sure. So I have a business background. So okay. I came over to generally, predominantly do project management okay. services. And so, um, but I do get involved in the design process, but I would never, and I know you know this, but in, in a million years call myself a designer because that is takes so much work, so much schooling. And I don't think people give the industry enough credit that, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, when I was in insurance, we used to call the industry pillows and paint mm-hmm. and it's not pillows mm-hmm. and paint. It is so far from it. And so, um, so anyhow, so that's how I, I I'm not a designer and mm-hmm. I would, and when people ask me that question, I'm like, nope, yep. definitely not. So Jean, does all the designing with um, the other girl who works with us, and so um, and I do mostly the project management. I do get involved in the design projects. She's very involved, but okay. the, client, <laughs> the clients love her. Yes, yes. I so, bet they do. I yeah, bet they do. So I, um, but and I, I weigh in, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think I probably give more of a client's perspective than I do a, an associate, like a business associate. That's actually a huge plus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you really stop and think about it, it is. From within the design community, you understand, and it's one of the different difficult things that I think designers have a tough time getting people to understand. Yes. That is that you are working 
your mind is working in a very different way than the layman's mind is. Mm-hmm. I have a, a theory. I've said this many times, you know, at, at our showroom. If if we could find a way to persuade clients to simply turn over their room to a designer, mm-hmm. they will, in most cases, have a much better outcome oh, yeah. than Absolutely. a collaborative work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because as as lay people. Kate, you and I, mm-hmm. we're looking at a chair and we're going to say, oh, I like that chair. And then we're going to look at a table and we're going to say, I like that table. And we're going to look at, at a lamp and we're going to say, I like that lamp. Mm-hmm. But a designer is looking at all three pieces together. The vision, and yes. And how it comes. And clients have a tendency to buy it, to focus on one thing or buy things and not think about the overall picture of tying it all together. Exactly. And it's... I- and you pull it, one piece, and, and it's, it's it's Jenga. The whole thing pe- could come down. Absolutely. And people want too many focal points, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really, it's hard to say, no, 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 you've got to back off. You need some sleeper pieces mm-hmm. that fill but don't aren't the focal points of a room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true, because mm-hmm. it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. and that's what you would, would necessarily do. Absolutely. So having you being able to kind of convey that, translate, if you will, mm-hmm. the layman, makes yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Oh, for sure. I think I'm I'm a little too... I, being an insurance underwriter, I get a little too practical every now and again, and so mm-hmm. Jean's always like, well, that's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. she's looking at their liability. <laughs> like, oh, liability. you can't do that. You know, <laughs> and can't do that because of this, this, and this reason. Stop thinking about it that way. You so. need 36 inches of clearance if you're going to come in through this front door. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If we scratch that door, oh my lord, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do all the worrying for the mm-hmm. most part. No, I'm kidding. Jean does a lot of worrying too, but um, as I think designers do, we worry a lot. You yeah. know, it's just wondering if everything's going to come together or, you know. Which you do. Yeah. But that's also another aspect of working with an experienced designer, somebody mm-hmm. who has seen this so many times, because exactly. I, I have often said, experience gives you the ability to see into the future. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a dichotomy, but it's true. You know what's coming down the pike based on what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And clients don't know that. Right. And they can't. For right. sure. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. So true. So do you handle then the logistics aspects? Mm-hmm. For the uh, most part, yeah. The, the, I do most of the logistics. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. And that's another aspect that folks don't quite understand, especially when you do the level of design that you guys do. A lot mm-hmm. of bespoke, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. COM and, and just, just, just customized, uh, customized pieces. Yes. Oh, for sure. Everyone There's kind of assumes. There's so much detail. It's insane. Yeah, well, we it's, pride ourselves in the detail. Oh, in the detail. And I think mm-hmm. that I, when so many people say, how, what's the lead time on this? And actually the question is, how long is this going to take? Mm-hmm. And you come back with, well, you know, we have to back that fabric and then we, you know, for dimensional stability. And then we have to stay and protect it. And, you know, you add the weeks in. And mm-hmm. by the time you're through, you're 12 weeks into it. And people mm-hmm. don't understand the process can just, it's it's a marathon, not a not a sprint. So it's, And, it's, and it's, 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 it's conveying the fact that this is not, you're not ordering something out of a warehouse, right. you know, exactly. that, that Wayfair has stocked up. Oh, that's so We're true. We're creating something. It's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, it's a piece of art. Absolutely. I think one of, I was talking to a colleague of ours recently, and she said it so well. And um, she goes, this is big kid furniture. This isn't little kid furniture anymore. This is big kid furniture. You mm-hmm. can't, you've, you've got to make, 
you you make your decision, you like it, you're spending good money on it, and you you know you're gonna have this for a long time. This is a this is a twenty year commitment. If you're you know fifteen twenty years something like that, you're not gonna redo your room every five years. That right. just is again that would unless be, that's you're costly. You know, unless, unless you're, you're moving shopping or, at, at IKEA exactly. and you're assuming this is throwaway furniture, but you mm-hmm. don't come to us for that. No, absolutely that's not what we're not. here for. Right? Yeah. We wouldn't recommend it. No. So I mean, yeah. I'd like to say you know if that's your choice, go right ahead. But mm-hmm. in fact, no, you're buying crap. You're <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're creating waste. Right. You should really invest more time and energy into your environment. Absolutely. And that's where we come in and we do these things. Well, into the trade, too. You know, there's so many skilled craftsmen out there, mm-hmm. and being able to give them the business is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm a, a member of the Home Furnishing Association, which is the uh, North American mm-hmm. retailer trade organization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the big questions or are challenges that we're trying to tackle is the shortage of skilled labor mm-hmm. that can oh, do this type tremendous. of work because it yes. is it is a, a vanishing you know a, a, a skill set mm-hmm. but in fact it is an enormously valuable skill set for folks because again what they're creating are pieces that have longevity utility and beauty oh for sure and it's becoming harder and harder to find people who can necessarily do that absolutely yeah you know another thing that you were talking about the big kid furniture is, yeah. as, as a line there's an and, uh, and lead time on yeah. furniture. We do something at, at Habitation, at least we try to, and the designers remember to do it. Um, but whenever you're quoting out a timeline, the client will always latch on to whatever that number, that the first number is. Absolutely. Right? We always add our rule of thumb mm-hmm. is two to three weeks, more than what they give. Which is wise. Mm-hmm. We actually, what we do is we invert it. So you'd normally say it's going to be 8 to 12 weeks. We'll say 12 to 8 weeks. Oh, sure, sure. 12 to 8. It's true. It's true. Honestly speaking, you take that first number and you somehow hold on to it. Somehow that last number gets lost, doesn't it? I don't know how that happens in space. They never remember. No, no, no. no. I mean, they're still going to start calling it four weeks. Mm -hmm. It goes without saying because there's hope and there's excitement. And, you know, every adult still becomes kind of a little kid when they're excited about the furniture. And I'm sure with the designs you do, you get people so excited they can't wait for it. So everyone's sure. fingers are crossed. Oh, maybe it'll come in early. Right, right. But in fact. Never does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Occasionally, Occasionally, but rarely. we get one or two pieces in, but not the whole, not everything. So Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, now you guys, by the way, are at IMS, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. International Market uh-huh. Square, which is gorgeous, you know, warehouse revitalized building yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. How do you find officing down there? Do you enjoy it? We do. We we like it a lot. I I, I think that Gene and I always call it a, a studio. It's our studio mm-hmm. as opposed to our office because it's our workspace. You know, you can answer emails and phone calls from anywhere these mm-hmm. days, but um, it's our workspace. It's where we probably you get inspired creatively speaking because all your resources are at your fingertips. Because mm-hmm. um, you can. There are, there are fabric showrooms. I mean, how many are there? There's uh, oh, half a dozen. Handful, at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In uh-huh. between um, rug showrooms, you know, everything. So, um, so yeah, so you we, we love it. And then also just the history of the building. You know, being Munsingware and what there was something before Munsingware, I forget, but the building yeah. I know is, I think in 1905 was when it was built. Yeah, so yeah, something like that. And of course, they also just did a big remodel yeah. of the, the main Huge, space, yeah. which is gorgeous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of like one of those wipe your brow. Because yeah. given that it's all designers, if it had come out badly, oh, I know, I know, oh, for sure. Especially yes. that would have been a very daunting task to undertake. Don't oh, you talk think? about pressure. Oh, oh my man, God. Right? Yeah. Who did they actually have do it? Do you know? Christine Fress. Christine from yeah. Fuse. Or oh, from, really? Uni- I think her design firm's in unison, if I mm-hmm. am 
okay. recall correctly, but yeah. So oh, she did a great ha- job. And yeah. shout out to her. Yeah, she did a very nice a job. Mm-hmm. Tough task. I should give her a call because that would be a fun show to have her it on and talk be. about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. do that. Yeah, definitely. She so. went through. It's also where, of course, the ASID offices are mm-hmm. located on the first floor as you come in. Yeah. Um, and that's always fun. But it is – so there's also always a question about IMS and whether – consumers can walk in and mm-hmm. shoppers in and of themselves. And it's gone back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And is I, it open? It's I mean, some, some of the showrooms are open to the public. Main floor showrooms. Main Kitchen. floor showroom. Um, and then there's some the art gallery scattered about. Okay. But, so uh, you can go in and check it out. Yes. But it's also a lot of fun to go in with your yes. designer. Browsers yes. welcome, I think is what they say. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick welcome. break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about interior design. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. That's life, that's what all the people say, you're riding high in April, shot Welcome back in to Drinkin' the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here in Minneapolis on AM 950, available as a podcast or a stream on any of your preferred podcast apps, iTunes, etc. You can visit am950radio.com, listen to us, drinkinthestyle.com. Really, all over the place, kind of omnipresent. I'm Gregory Rich. I'm your host. We are speaking with Jean and Kate Hoffman from Chester Hoffman and Associates Interior Design Firm in International Market Square here in Minneapolis. 
You guys have been fabulous sports. Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> really appreciate it from from our music selection of questionable quality <laughs> to other aspects. Oh, awesome. it's been fun. Thank you. Really, thank you fun. for having us. Oh no, no, no it's right. been an absolute pleasure. And like I said, I'd love to have you guys back on again. We'd love to. Let's talk a little bit about working with interior designers. So let's look at the world from from a different perspective. You've been a designer for a good deal of time. Mm-hmm. You have seen things uh, uh, that, that can transpire in the industry. And you understand that when clients are coming in, they have a different perspective than we do uh, from this side of the, of the equation. So what advice would you give to consumers, to clients, about selecting an interior designer? I would say probably... The most important is somebody that you can work with. Mm-hmm. Your personalities have to jive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not about business as much as working, being able to work together. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of a personality. Absolutely, mesh. we always yeah. we always say as a it's not personal, it's business, right? So mm-hmm. you know that's the common saying in the in the world. Well this is personal. This is your mm-hmm. personal space. This is that's your right. this is your whether it be your home or your office, we do some um, s- some small commercial spaces as well. Mm-hmm. And so I mean think about how much time you spend in these places. And I think that as designers you have to remember that it's an I don't want to say it's an honor to be. It's it's an honor to be in, invited into somebody's into their home, home, right? You, are. you know, yeah. and to help them design that space. I, I don't want to sound sappy, but that's that's the truth, you know. And so, um, so yeah. I mean, I think if if yeah. I were to give advice, remember it's your space. It's mm-hmm. not their space. It's your mm-hmm. space. So make sure that you're conveying to your designer that um, everything you want in this space, and also make sure you get along with them. Because if you yes. don't. Then, what do you trust? Your them? visions have mm-hmm. to align. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So more so even than style mm-hmm. or taking a look. I mean, you've got to take a look at, at a designer's portfolio. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it is. It, this is your space. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to because. And if you get along with someone, mm-hmm. you're going to have basically the same. You know, the same thought patterns. You're gonna. It, it, it's so personal. It's so mm-hmm. personal. It's so and personal. They have to be. You have to be. They have to respect you and mm-hmm. respect your wishes, mm-hmm. you know, versus just taking it off on the, I know we were talked about earlier how it's, um, wouldn't it be perfect if the, um, if the, if they would let us select everything, right, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, but that's not always the case, you know, mm-hmm. but um, we have to be able to take into account what the person needs for their, um, what, what they need, what, how they're going to live in this space. That's so important for us as far as design, designers. I'm not a designer. I keep saying that, but. <laughs> I know it's yeah. hard. I do the same thing. You know, but and yes. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just so important that we take into account how the person's using the space yeah. and making sure that the designer you select will respect that relationship. Absolutely. So where do you think people generally go wrong? Oh, gosh, I think they just... Personally, I think they 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 find a style they like, mm-hmm. and then they go with that designer. Or they and, hire a designer, and we design the space, and then they want to change everything, mm-hmm. and it's not what it could have been. And I think to elaborate on my thought, probably just that you you think you know what you want, 
and so you hire that designer and then you don't think through that process and say, wait, is this something I'd rather visit or is this a place I'd like to live in? Oh, that's, that's a great right. point. Yeah, that's that a is really a great good point. point. So uh, that's what that's where I think people go wrong is you have to really think through it. You know, you may like the person you may, I think they, there's so many talented designers out there. Mm-hmm. But having said that, is it really a reflection of who you are? Mm-hmm. And um, that is what a lot of our clients will come to us and say, you know, um, 20 years later, I lived and lived and lived in this. Now I just need to refresh it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't say I need to change it. It's that mm-hmm. I need to refresh it. And I think that's such a key point to all of this is because they're not saying that I've changed because, you mm-hmm. know, they're just saying the furniture's just gotten old and we just, we need to, you know, nothing lasts forever. Right, right. But if you do the job well, you're creating an environment that people don't want to change. Exactly. We have a client right now Mm -hmm. that brought us into her home and she goes, look, you did this 25, 30 years ago. It hasn't worn out. I love it still. Mm -hmm. What can we do to refresh it? Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, fabric's faded and whatnot, yes. but that's just, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all that's wrong with it. And yeah. things do change. I mean, yeah, you know, styles, styles adjust, uh-huh. but, absolutely. you know, quite honestly, I mean, there's a cycle of, you know, roughly 10 years when styles absolutely. kind of, absolutely. but, you know, it's not like you go, if you're, if you have good design, if you have selected well, and if you're right. happy with it, there is, it, it should be expected that this is going to be a 20 year life cycle right. in absolutely. a space. Right. Yeah. Because again, you're also taking something off someone's plate. You're mm-hmm. creating, sure. that's one less thing that people have to worry about. About, exactly. God, I need to replace that sofa, or God, I mm-hmm. got to get rid of that lamp. Right. You're going to love these pieces for sure. And I think that I think that so many times people will look at furniture as they, like they do clothes. Mm-hmm. It's not clothing, you know. No. And it if you're it, and you're you're just because you like it today doesn't mean you're going to like it next year. Mm-hmm. And so um, making sure that you're selecting something that you can truly live with. And that goes back to the designer, making sure that the designer understands that this is what your style is. Yeah. Not, and, and that's what our job is, is taking, in, taking are, into account all of that and then, and then designing a plan for these people to live in. Especially so. at cost today. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It is you true. You can't replace that. You know, you want to keep it for a long time. Yes. And if carefully mm-hmm. selected, you can. Right. And if you're taking the right products and if you're working with a professional, somebody who understands furniture construction, right. who knows why, you know, a chair that is KD knockdown, mm. you know, and the screws that are coming in that are going to give after six months right. and can help you steer away from that. But yes. you've also made another great point about connecting with people. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting things about this industry is that more so than any other industry, and I said I was a consultant for a while. And the things, sure. I've been in a bunch of different industries. Friendships are made between clients oh, and designers in this industry, absolutely. unlike anything else. Because wow. it's so personal. Well, it is so personal. And I think that oftentimes our appointments are early in the morning or late in the afternoon. Kids are coming home from school or leaving mm-hmm. for school. I mean, you meet the family. And it's... Um, you, you see, we have clients tell us, you know, yeah, you're you, so much a part of our family. Absolutely. We have to know their how they work as a family yeah. unit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Do they, do they, are they going to be okay if something gets a little nicked up, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be? Because if they're not, then you don't show them certain things, right? right. You know, and so that's, that's a huge component to it. Understanding the lifestyle mm-hmm. of the Absolutely. clients and, and knowing though that that's going to change and yes. anticipating that. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I find a lot of people who come in and shop and, you know, we have a lot of kind of young families that have, have come through mm-hmm. is 
many of them have an inclination towards buying essentially disposable furniture oh, you're under the so assumption right, that they're going Greg. to destroy it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that no, way. No, it does no. not. You know, I, I think people, I love hearing people say, um, we because we have kids, we can't have nice things. Yeah, right. You know, and you're thinking, yes, no. you can. Absolutely you can. For, first of all, I would hope that I have a, you know, I mentioned an eight-month-old. I, I hope I raised Jack to know that you have to respect your furniture, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. But additionally, things are really built to to be lived on. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you can have nice things, not to mention the products out there these days. There's so many wonderful products that come at a price, mm-hmm. but they can be used and abused. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and if you get, I mean, just think of something like a dining room table, for mm-hmm. example, interesting, interesting story. So we have a dining room table at my house and we recently kind of were redecorating and, and things and wondered mm-hmm. that we hadn't gotten to the dining room yet. And then I uh, mentioned at dinner at one point that I was planning to bring in a new dining room table and my kids both got really surprisingly upset. And they're like, no, this is the table we always have holidays at. You can't do that. And I took a quick look at it and I said, you know what? It's scratched. There's a lot of dings and things like that. But this is a solid, like 600 pound walnut table. Mm -hmm. And this is built so beautifully that I can have this repaired. I can have somebody come out and stain it and redo it. And now you have an heirloom piece. You have a piece that has emotional value. Oh, for sure. And instead, people have a tendency to go and buy something that they can they think they're going to want to just throw away. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, gosh, that's just, we face that every day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, I mean, obviously you do too. And it's just, it, it, it's so, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why I, I get so sad about it, but I do get sad well, about it. Well, it becomes, it seems to make, it's one of those things that's, I mean, you know, people like to use the phrase a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not a no-brainer. It's that you choose not to use your brain. Right. Right. It's not that buying a cheap table is the right solution economically. It's the quick, easy solution that seems like the right call. Mm-hmm. But in fact, you're cheating yourself out of something that would give you much more value and much more longevity. Oh, for sure. Right? We have a client that we did their entire home. And I was out there, it's like seven years later, I walked in and she said, we talked about it when we started and we're building the home. And it was important to us to make the investment, Mm -hmm. you know, for the right things. Mm -hmm. And she said, we went with all your suggestions. Here it is, seven years later. Everything looks pristine. They love everything. Nothing has they said, we we took your advice, buy quality, awesome. and we're so pleased. Good for them. And good mm-hmm. for you for helping mm-hmm. them make that decision. Because, Absolutely. again, they're going against what they consider to be conventional wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode. <laughs> On behalf of Gene and Kate Hoffman and uh, Habitation Furnishing and Design, I would like to leave everyone with a quote from Coco Chanel. Good interior design is simply a projection of the soul. Perfect. Good night, everybody. We'll hear. We'll see you here next week. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.